Welcome to the Basilea Hollywood Podcast, a community of friends committed to the message and practice of Jesus and His Kingdom. We've been in a series that has been a, uh, a departure from what we normally do here. Normally, we are looking at a text of Scripture, something from the Bible, and we'll expound, we'll uh, other words to just sort of bring it out and talk about it and, and bring it to life and hopefully make it applicable uh, to all of us. We've been in a series where we're actually not doing that. We wanted to take a break. We're in a series where... All the teachers are taking a moment to uh, talk about what God has been teaching us. So it's, it's more of a, a sharing, it's more of a, um, a testimony sort of thing that we're doing. Um, and that's what I'm going to do today. I'm just going to talk for a few minutes about what God has been teaching me. And my hope is that it will be inspiring is that it will point you to Jesus, and ultimately it will um, be transformative. So I'm going to talk about that. This, this stand is so short that it's making me feel un- uncomfortably tall. So, oh, is there another one? Okay. I like, you know, I like being tall, but when you feel like you're a giant, it's kind of, it's throwing me off a little bit, so we're just going to change stands. Oh, thank you. You know, there are pluses and minuses to being tall. <laughs> and we're all shapes and sizes, and that's another sermon. So, uh, I'm just going to pray real quick, and then I'll talk for a few minutes, and then we're going to uh, ask the Holy Spirit to engage with us. So, Jesus, thank you for dying for our sins, for trusting your Father so much as to uh, enter into the grave, knowing and trusting that he would raise you from the dead, And now you are seated at the right hand of the Father, and you are Lord. So we acknowledge you as the center of the universe and as the center point at which all of history is moving towards. And we ask you to come and to speak to us today, right now, in this space. In the name of Jesus, amen. So I'm going to talk about what God has been teaching me. This is uh, very subjective. If if you missed what Bill shared last week, I would recommend listening to on the podcast. It was really good. It was about um, different kinds of knowing and knowledge. And here we're talking about experiential knowledge. And uh, here's what I would say for me. God has been teaching me about silence and solitude and how this practice um, is essential for transformation into Christ-likeness. And it's been a reminder, these past five months for me have been a reminder 
not only of my deep need for Jesus, but also that Jesus saves, that Jesus heals, that Jesus makes us whole, that Jesus has the power and the wisdom and the ability to transform us from the inside out. And that is, that is freaking good news. Because for me, if, this, if what we do was just like we're reading the Bible and we're, you know, sort of going through the motions and God wasn't like alive and acting and caring about us, then it would just be like, blah. But it's so exciting that we can actually be changed to become more like Jesus. We're not talking about, okay, here's some rules, do these, don't do these, and that's the end of it. We're actually talking about inner heart transformation, heart renovation. Like, this is real, this is possible, and Jesus is the way to do it. So that's what I'm going to talk about. In Luke, the Gospel of Luke chapter 5, simply verse 16, it says, But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places to pray. Now that's a pretty insane verse to me. Here's why. Jesus, as I'm sure you all know, walked around and did miracles. People are like chomping at the bit to get close to Jesus. I, you know, someone has an ailment, they're sick, whatever it may be, and they're just trying to just like even just touch Jesus, right? Crowds are following him. Jesus is moved with compassion. He's healing people. He's teaching people about the kingdom of God and about our heavenly father. And everybody wants a piece of Jesus. If I was Jesus, being honest, in that position, I'd just be, I think my, my um, desire to be liked and to be in power and to be admired would probably take over. And I would not withdraw into lonely places to pray because I'm important and I'm needed. But Jesus did this. And... You know, Jesus is not only the one in whom we worship, he is also our great example. So being a Christian is living for Jesus, following Jesus, and the practice, the discipline of silence and solitude, what we see Jesus doing here, is a way in which we imitate Jesus for the purpose of being transformed into Christ's likeness. So for Christians, we're hoping that we're actually living like Jesus, that we're actually acting like Jesus. We could say we're Christian all we want, and you know, maybe that's helpful. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. But actually being like Jesus, that's what the world needs, is people who act like Jesus. And so Jesus, as he often withdrew into lonely places and prayed, uh, Christians, um, many, 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 many years before me and continue to look at the way that Jesus lived his life and say we should imitate. And so over the past five months, I'm just going to talk very briefly about my version of imitating 
Jesus here, okay? Um, so on a regular basis and for about, the, I mean, really for uh, off and on for years, but, but over the past five, five and a half months, almost every day, I set my alarm, I get up really early, I go and take a walk in my neighborhood, I land at the coffee shop, I take out my laptop, I put in my headphones, I turn on some instrumental music, and I talk to God. And I do that through journaling. And I, I do want to qualify real quick. This is, as this is my version of silence and solitude, um, it's not a, maybe a perfect version in that I am alone and I am silent when I'm walking, but I'm not alone uh, completely when I'm in the coffee shop to sort of get as much aloneness as I can in the coffee shop. That's why I'm listening to the instrumental music because when I don't have that going, I can hear other people talking and then I get sucked into the conversations and then a few minutes in, I'm just like cursing them. Like, you guys are totally getting in the way of me becoming more like Jesus, you, you know, you idiots. Um, so, that, so that's, uh, you know, music creates a space for me in that. Uh, and so that's, that's sort of my version of it. And what I do is really simple. I talk to God and then I listen. I talk to God, and then I listen. And one thing that's really important for me to say is that as I've, as I've sort of done this, you know, kind of off and on for a long time, but now it's like pretty frequent, there's a difference between how I used to do it and how I do it now. And what I mean is that before, when I would spend time with God, I would focus without, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to uh, have talked about it this way back then, but what I was doing was suppression. So what I mean is I would be alone with God, I would pray, and I would pretend. I wouldn't talk about anything. Read read some Bible, maybe sing a, a worship song. Thank you, God, for, you know whatever, and, and that was kind of the end of it. And so what I mean by suppression is that I wasn't talking to God about, like, real stuff. <laughs> uh, suppression meaning, like, I'm trying to hide from God. In contrast with now, where I've learned to cultivate um, a raw honesty with God, that is actually deep in my relationship with him and bleeds out into my relationship with other people. So now, when I talk to God, when I prayer journal, I talk about anything and everything. Anything that is weighing on me, I will talk about. And sometimes, uh, well, a lot of the time, it has to do with relationships. <laughs> you ever been uh, trying to go to sleep at night and you can't sleep because your brain is just like, it's like, I can't turn this off. I think that a way to move forward with that in a healthy way is to talk to God, and I'm not saying you don't, but uh, in a frequent, regular way, talk to God about the stuff that 
is on your mind. Talk to God about the stuff that's stressing you out. Talk to God about the stuff that you are angry about. And some of the stuff, maybe a lot of it might even be directed towards him. God, you suck. I've told God that many times. It's like, whoa, we... I mean, is he going to strike you dead or what? Like, can you, can you be mad at God? Is that a thing? Is that okay? Is that real? Yeah. Yeah. When you read through the Psalms, there's this brutal honesty. Uh, Linnea did a teaching once on the Psalms, uh, and the part that I'll never forget is, is when you talked about how in the Psalms, which were prayers and songs to God, conversations with God, you find the whole spectrum of human emotions and experiences. So if you're looking for any sort of like scriptural, is, this, is it okay to be like really real with God or mad or happy or just anything, like just read the Psalms. Okay? Yeah, it's a raw honesty. God, so anything that is stressing me out, disappointments, longings, cravings, like everything is on the table. And I'll write about that stuff, and then I will, so that's me talking to God, and then I will stop, and then I will pray, and sort of bring all this stuff to God, and ask God simple questions, like, Lord, this is where I'm at, speak to me, give me wisdom, what should I do? Where are you in this? Here's something Dallas Willard said. He said, we can only survive solitude if we cling to Christ. Solitude and silence bring to the surface inner conflicts, distress, and longings. This could be upsetting or painful, but it's much-needed purification. Whatever issues come up for us that can be brought to the Lord. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but, th- but this is much needed purification. Whatever issues come up for us can then be brought to the Lord in prayer or shared with a friend later. So after I talk to Jesus, I invite him to talk to me. Sometimes I hear that still small voice saying, I love you or something to that effect. Sometimes I don't hear anything, and it's really annoying. (laughs) And sometimes I feel like the Lord's asking me to do something that might be forgive this person, or go talk to that person, or, I mean, it could be, it could be a lot of things. Um, So silence, (laughs) I want to be, I want to continue to be radically honest with you, silence and solitude can be really, really hard. Richard Rohr, he says, we wait in silence. In silence, all our usual patterns assault us. Our patterns of control, addiction, negativity, tension, anger, and fear assert themselves. The first voices we hear are normally negative. They are paranoid and obsessive voices. They are agenda-driven and insecure voices. They are lustful and lazy voices. You will want to run, I assure you. 
When we are nothing, we are in a fine position to receive everything from God. We attempt to heal this sense of disappointment with ourselves by identifying with a positive visual image or intellectual idea of ourselves. I am smart. I am good-looking. I am successful. I've made this much money. I have this degree or title. In terms of the Lord's Prayer, those are debt. Those are the debts and debtors that must be forgiven. We need to let go of these false self-images. They do not serve us well. Most people spend their entire lives living up to these mental images instead of living in the primal I that is already good in God's eyes. But all I can pay back to God or others or myself is who I really am. There's a place of utter simplicity Perhaps we don't want to go back to it precisely because it's so simple. It feels unadorned. There's no dressing, nothing to congratulate myself for. I can't prove my worth, and there's much less superiority. There I am naked and poor. After years of false adornment, it will at first feel like nothing. But being nothing has a glorious tradition. When we are nothing, we are in a fine position to receive everything. I could just stop there, but I just have a few more things to say. <laughs> so this can be challenging. This can be hard. This can be painful because when I make the space to just be and I start to become aware of the pain and the hurt, and the frustration, and the disappointment, and the insecurity, that's uncomfortable. Who wants to be there? (laughs) But it's what we're called to. And this can be challenging, but like anything in life, to be honest, it's repetition. It's practice. It's practice, practice, practice. You move from being extremely uncomfortable to a little bit more comfortable. And, you know, this is, a, this is like our whole life. This isn't, please hear me, this is not like, do this for a week and everything's going to be gravy. No, what I'm saying is, let's do this for our whole lives. Because this is, in my opinion, one of the main ways that we experience inner heart transformation by the Holy Spirit. And to wrap up, uh, for me personally, just after five months, I found way more peace with myself, a lot more peace with God, because I know that He, because I'm experiencing that He loves me and that He accepts me and that He does challenge me. And I'm finding more peace with others which for me is I'm, um, I'm speaking my mind. I'm being more honest with others. It's like what happens in our relationship with God bleeds out into our relationship with others. If I'm super honest with God, I'm probably going to be more honest with others, right? Amen. If I'm more authentic with God, I'm probably going to be more authentic with others and not have to worry about managing my reputation, 
Uh, I am becoming more forgiving, more speaking the truth and love, more prayer and more loving, more Christ-focused and less self-focused. Um, and I would also say I am becoming more secure in my identity in Christ and that I know that I am loved. In silence and solitude, we're allowing God to shape us by speaking to us. And this is key because today in our world with social media and everything else, there are literally a million voices telling you who you are and what you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing. And Jesus, I tell you, is the only one who has the power, the authority, and the right to tell you who you are at your core and to call you into what you should be doing and to show you how he's wired you. He is the only one who is able and uh, we should allow to tell us who we are and who we are not. Because I can tell you from experience, trying really hard to be somebody that I'm not kills me. It kills me. So for ministry time today, we're going to do... Uh, I, think, I think we're good. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I, here's what we're going to do. It's going to get, uh, it might get a little uncomfortable. That's okay. There's a podcast, I think it's called, You, Ma- you Made It Weird? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah You Made It Weird. So I'm, I'm going to make it a little weird, but whatever, okay? Uh, if you don't want to do this, you don't have to, uh, but um, I hope is that we would all do this together. We're going to take like the next uh, few minutes and sit and listen. And I'm going to pose three questions to all of us. And I'd like us to uh, reflect. You can answer silently to yourself in in your head and heart. And then maybe afterwards, um, if you want, you can share about it with someone. Because what comes up uh, might be a point uh, for prayer. Like, hey, this came up and holy crap, I don't know what to do about it. And maybe could you pray for me? (laughs) Uh, It might be that sort of thing. So we'll see. So go ahead and close your eyes if you feel comfortable. So here's the first question. First question is, what parts of your life are you tempted to hide from God? What parts of your life are you tempted to hide from God? I'm just going to sit for 
a couple minutes and reflect on this question before we move on to the next question. Moving into our second question. What thoughts are you thinking right now? Stop to offer them to God as conversational prayer. What thoughts are you thinking now? Stop to offer them to God as a conversational prayer. Last question. This is more... Uh, no. What time, place, and focus for prayer will you commit to this week? And this is important because, again, we can have this moment now, and it's awesome, but this could also potentially be the end. <laughs> and we want to cultivate this. We want to keep this going. And part of the you know, practicality is choosing a regular time and a regular place to be with God and to cultivate our relationship with Him as we talk to Him and as we listen to Him. And so I'm just going to give us uh, a little bit more time to think about when and where. So now we're going to come to a close. And maybe what happened for you and kind of where you're, you're landing right now, maybe that's um, something that you need to continue to sit in. Uh, so you're welcome to do that here uh, for a few more minutes. Um, maybe it's something you need to continue tomorrow and the next day. <laughs> maybe, it, maybe where you're at now is part of a longer conversation that you're having with God. And so my encouragement to you would be to continue. Don't stop. And you might be in a, you might be landing in a place right now um, where you would just say, I need help. I need help. I need, I need prayer. I need, maybe I, it would be helpful to process this with somebody. Sometimes things come up and, I don't know about you, but I'm like, Am I crazy? Am I the only one? So if, if you need to 
process what's going on with somebody, I would encourage you to do that. If you want prayer, you can, I'll, I'll pray with you. If you, if you came with someone, ask, ask them to pray with you. If, uh, if you need prayer, don't leave without getting prayer because that would suck. If this has been, if this is something that you're interested in learning more about, um, let me know. Because as I'm finding it transformational, um, I am just super pumped about it <laughs> um, and would love to talk to you more about it. I'm sure there's probably people in this room who have been doing silence and solitude on a regular basis for years <laughs> and that I could learn from. So I'd love to uh, talk about it more. And I hope this has been helpful and I hope this has been inspiring and I hope that you keep going.